0: Today's coaching coordinator podcast is from a clinic talk that Chuck Martin, head football coach at Miami University of Ohio, did this past winter. In this one, he talks about why he likes to defend the RPO out of one high, the advantages one high provides for them, and how they're able to successfully stop an offense from a one high structure. The entire talk with game film clips is available on CoachTube part of the Illinois High School Football Coaches Association Clinic. I'll share the link to this specific talk as well as to all of the Illinois talks in the show notes. This is one you're going to enjoy, Defending RPO from One High by Chuck Martin. Here's Coach.
1: All right. So now we'll get into why, why One High, and I've started to cover this. Even though the world is past happy, we're still big believers that you have to stop the run. When we've stopped good passing teams... Um, which we've been very good on defense over the last year and a half. But when we've stopped good passing teams, we have stuffed the run and made them one dimensional. All right. And then now we can get more into our third down coverages or pressure packages and, and get after their quarterback and try to disrupt timers. So we're still a big believer in stopping the run. We always, in one high, we always outnumber you in the box. It doesn't matter how many people you have in the box, whether you're uh, a 10 personnel team and you have five linemen, we're gonna have six in the box. If you got if you got five linemen in your 11 personnel team, we're gonna have seven in the box. You know, if you want to go two tights and be a 12 personnel team, we're gonna have eight in the box. So we're always gonna outnumber you in the box. All right. We're gonna be a one-gap team. Everybody just needs to be one eleventh of our defense. When we we're in quarters and you'd get us in a wide, a wide three by one set, we are always having lengthy conversations with what what to do with. The defensive end, all right? Do we do we blood the defensive end? Do we two-gap the defensive end? Do we and and we, we want our defensive end to be aggressive up the field and be an edge guy? And half the time teams would some of the teams would put us in three by one all the time and put him in put them in a situation where we want to put them in the B gap. All right. So we, we want to be a one-gap team up front. We want to be aggressive up front. We want everybody just to have one job, not multiple jobs. Not if they throw the bubble or if they throw the slot route, or if they throw the stick route, we want you on that. But if they hand the ball off, we want you on that. All right? One job, no cl- no run-pass conflict for anybody in our defense. All right? Where When we were quarters, we played some of these RPO teams, and we were in run-pass conflicts on every down. And we spend all week trying to practice something that we're taking probably good football players and putting them in a no-win situation. All right, second reason we went to a one high is to defend the RPO. We wanted to cover down their receivers, all right? We wanted to cover down their receivers, all right? In quarters, it was hard to cover everybody down. Like I talked about already, we have a backer out of the box, apexing. Was he really covered down? Was he really in the box? No, he wasn't doing either. In our one high, whether we're playing man-free, whether we're playing a cover-three concept, or whether we're playing the kind of a combination man zone, which our cover three, that's a different clinic, but our cover three is kind of a man zone co- concept. It's not truly cover three. It's not really man. It, it's, it's really depicted on what the offense does. But our one high allows us to cover down. We, if you're in two by two, we got guys over your number two receivers. If you're in three by one, we got a guy covered down on the number three receiver. We got a guy covered down on the number two receiver. All right. One job, again, no run pass conflicts for the guys that are covered now. All right. We talked already about what do you do with your end? If they get you in the three-by-one, what do you do with your field end to try to protect? You got, you got your mic backer out of the box. You got to defend that C gap. You don't want to put the mic backer in the B gap because he's too far away, so you got to do something with your end. All right. Third reason why we're one high. Force the offense to be left-handed. All right. We know – Every offense, every defense has a base, has bread and butter plays that they want to run. If you play and we play, almost everybody we play is is either heavy RPO, or at least that's a major part of their first and second down packages, RPO. A lot of teams, that's their whole first and second down package, all right? And if you're trying to defend the RPOs and you can take away the RPOs, what we found is the offense really doesn't know what to do and they sputter pretty quickly. And, and they have to come up with new schemes and new plays. We A year ago, we saw so many so many run schemes that we didn't see on tape during games because their base offense wasn't going to be good against our base defense. And they tried to run their base offense in the first quarter, and they tried to run their base offs. And then usually their halftime adjustment was to come up with some crazy schemes in the run game that we hadn't seen. And therefore, typically, they're not going to be very good at. Yes, it, sometimes it re- required some adjustments from us, but if you're, if you're getting them to run base run plays in the second half of a game that they haven't practiced all year long, they're not gonna be very good at it, all right? So we saw tons of different run schemes because our box is loaded and because we're covered down. We saw more wraps and more folds and more inserts, all right? And again, it wasn't what these teams did. We played teams week eight, week nine. They, we hadn't seen any of this for seven weeks, and all of a sudden, got all these new schemes and we always are telling our kids when they come up with their gadget schemes because they don't like our base defense we've got a true advantage all right a true rpo team still wants to run their rpos and 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 they don't want to get fancy they just want to run this stuff all right in our scheme because we're a one high team the only rpos that even look good on paper are throwing getting in three by one and throwing an rpo to the boundary all right which again what we mostly see is bangs into the boundary, the number one RPO that we see. Some teams, they only have one RPO the boundary. So our boundary corner from Illinois, Manny Ragumba, phenomenal player, probably the best DB in our league, all right? So part of how we stopped the RPO on the boundary was we got, a, we got a great player from Illinois, all right? But, but part of how we stopped is Manny's a smart player and we got good coaches and Manny knew the bang was coming. Like. He's like, coach, that's all they run. I go, yeah, and when you take away the bang, they're going to do a double move off it, and then that's your whole game plan. So we force people to try to throw the ball one-on-one in the boundary with the RPO game, and typically they don't have a whole lot of things that we have to prep for. All right, middle safety. I showed you the one clip where we got creased on a run, and because our safeties are playing bubble screens 50 yards apart, we have no layers to the defense. We always have layers to our defense. We always have a middle safety a lot of teams like to run their play action post routes. That's not part of their RPO game, but just having a middle safety, we don't see play action post, all right? And then obviously if, if we do get increased in the run, which we shouldn't because our box is loaded, but it's going to happen, we have a second level to our defense that isn't that isn't being taken out of the box. I know he's a middle safety, but he's typically in behind the box and in a position to hopefully get the ball here down on the ground. Yes, it's going to be a nice game, all right? But we, we got sick and tired of these spread offense getting so wide and taking away the layers of our defense because our quarter safeties were getting so dang wide and they were never in position to help us if a run squirted through. Number five, ask the guys to do the jobs you recruit them to do or in, in high school if you're not recruiting, all right? Um, do jobs that you know they're good at. We wanted our backers in the box. I was so sick of watching good football players play average to below average football games and, and me complain, like you got to rerun pass better. You got to, you got to get a line. You got to apex better. You got to take a better angle. You're trying to cover that slot receivers. If, if I recruit linebackers that are downhill North and South kids that like to like to defend the run, then I want them in the box. I don't want your offense to dictate to me that I have a good player standing apex to the field or standing apex to the boundary. All right didn't recruit Mike Backers here to Apex on number three, and when you throw some type of RPO, he's got to tackle number three in space. All right? So now we do that with DBs because we're going to stay covered now. So, big thing for us is we know what our kids are good at. A lot of times we felt like they're not playing good football, but we're not asking them to do what they're good at. The offense is dictating us, and we don't want to be dictated to. Alright. Our one-high system is really simple. A, a lot of Coaches from JFL all the way to the NFL would say, you know, you can't play as much cover three as you play, coach. You can't play, you can't play one high. It's too easy pickings. And yeah, I, I get it. I've coached on offense, all right. And I understand the difference between attacking quarters coverage, attacking man-free, and attacking cover three. But part of why we're good is we're really simple. All right. Defending the RPO is one thing, and defending these up-tempo offenses is also another thing. The other advantage of playing one high is it allows you to get a line quickly. People don't have to apex. You're in two-by-two. Two, our guys cover down. It's pretty easy to get a line our middle safety. You get in three-by-one. We cover down. We get a middle safety. The linebackers in D-line, but they line up to say it doesn't matter. They're in the box. right? They're in the box. So they're not scrambling around to figure out, Who's got it's it's two by two and our will's got to get out of the box, or it's three by one, and our mic's got to get out of the box. When we play up tempo teams, we can get aligned very quickly. We don't spend a lot of time worrying about that. You have complex offensive formations, you have complex motions. We, you know, we play some teams in our league and they motion 60, 70, 80 percent of the time pre-snap. Their zoom motion and their jet motion, their fax in their tight end. There's so many moving parts before the play. And then nowadays with these offenses, there's so many moving parts after the play that if you've got a lot of rules on your defense, it's very hard to be very good. We don't have a lot of rules. It's very simple. We can get lined up and play and we get lined up and play very quick. And we don't care if you're in two backs and three tight ends, or if you're in four wide outs, we don't care. We can get lined up quick and we can play. All right. This because we're not spending a lot of time with adjustments defensively and making calls our Mike Backer's out of the box and so now he's going to make a call to the DN to tell the DN what to do? We don't have those issues. We can spend a lot of time on what you're doing on offense and learning your tendencies. Like we talked about before, you play Western Michigan, they're an RPO team. And three by one, they're going to throw bangs in the boundary. Well, that's all we talk about all week because we don't spend a lot of time with alignment assignments. We know how to get aligned. And then you get your boundary quarter ready to play that play. And you can get your field people ready to play the stuff that they're going to see. So we learn their tendencies. Everybody talk about, man, your defensive guys are so smart. Yes, we do have smart defensive guys. And yes, we have a really good defensive staff. So credit goes to those people for sure. But part of why we're allowed to be smart is we don't have to spend a lot of time on us. We know what we do. And it's really easy. And yeah, some people say, ah, you're so simple. Yeah, we're so simple. Therefore, now you talk about how smart my defensive guys are. Because that's what we spend all our time all week. Looking at what you're doing and trying to take away what you're doing. All right. We practice defense. We have less calls. We have more time for individual time. We have more time for our circuits. We have a lot of good circuits defensively. And I've been on both sides of this guys. I've been where we had a lot of checks on defense and a lot of pre-snap commotion to get a lined up. All right. I've been on sides where we're really simple on defense. I've been organized on defense where there's a lot of stuff you have to do before the snap because we're so simple right now. When we do our tackling circle, we do block destruction turnovers circuits. We do, we do turnover circuits and we have enough time because we never have to worry about some of the things that other more sophisticated defense do. You're gonna go fast. We're gonna be aligned. We're gonna be waiting for you. All right, we're gonna be waiting for you. We, we play some really good up-tempo teams. Kent State's a really good up-tempo team. If you look at Kent State scores the last two, two plus years, how many points they've scored in, in our league. 30s 40s 50s 60s with regularity it's almost every week a bad week for them is 35 points they're in the 40s they're in the 50s they're in the 60s all right we've held them to three points a couple years ago when they weren't as good yet and now they're really good last year when they were really good we held them to 16 points and I've, i've talked to people i've talked to their Media, I've talked to, there are radio people like, hey, you're the only one that seems to, to be able to slow them down. No one else can slow them down. What's the secret? I said, the secret is we get lined up. Okay, really, what's the secret? Because I'm like, I'm telling you, that's the secret. We are so simple with our one high package. We can get lined up before they do they are so used to running plays with the defense not aligned. I've got hours of football tape with them getting big plays in the run game and them getting big plays in the pass game where the defense isn't close to being aligned, let alone have a call, let alone reading the key. They can run plays within 12 seconds. By the fastest I've seen them go is 10 seconds. All right. When we practice against them, we get our scouts lined up. We blow a whistle. Our defensive players look at our defensive coach. They have to move to get aligned, and we snap the ball in five seconds. We give our defense all week when we practice these up-tempo teams like at Kent State. We give them five seconds to get aligned. We could never do that if we were too high team to, because there's too many pre-snaps where I got to get aligned. Our guys can get aligned so quickly, so we can we – can, One high gives us a nice advantage against the Temple teams. And then, like I said, we can cover down against all these RPOs. And then, like I said, we get more time in practice. All right.
0: Some great stuff there from head coach at Miami. Chuck Martin certainly makes a case for why you should be one high in defending RPO. But more than anything, whether you're on offense, defense, special teams, He makes the case on why you should be simple for your team, that you're able to really then focus on the fundamentals and get better at the things that you do. It really stuck out to me that he said, we know what our guys do and we're going to ask them to do those things. I think that's a huge coaching point, regardless of what side of the ball you're on. The entire talk, which I highly recommend, is available on CoachTube. The link is in the show notes as well as the entire channel for the Illinois High School Coaches Association Clinic. Some great talks on there. I know another one that stood out on the defensive side of the ball was from a legendary linebacker coach, former Illinois head coach, Lou Tepper, where he goes into detail about every aspect of developing the linebacker, and he's developed some great ones over his time. Be sure to check that one out as well. Call all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter, at Coach. K. Grabowski.